Hello and welcome back to another episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Trey. <laughs> I'm Jude. How are you? <laughs> I'm wondering what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> why did you giggle i was about to kind of have a weird cough and then i was trying to hold it back and i don't know what just happened i'm jude how are you Trey? <laughs> <laughs> i love it you know i love how when we finished the last recording the first thing we said to each other was we're back we finally feel like we're in our groove and we just stumbled <laughs> out the gate with the intro now <laughs> just just tripped over my own two feet. So, oh, I love it. Well, you know, when I was thinking about what I was going to say is that I love how what I wanted to bring up is oxymoron, given what we're going to talk about today. But I'm annoyed we still don't know what's happening this year when it comes to the MCU. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling. Well, there was an element where I started thinking to myself, are we misnaming the pod here? How so? It said, should the MCU slow down? Maybe it should be, has the MCU slowed down? Like, (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, the article we're going to be discussing today came out in February 14th. We're recording today, March 24th. So maybe we're too slow. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Maybe we should re-rant to MCU need to hurry up. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Oh, man. What about you? How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I, I, I get to sleep in tomorrow, which is good. Oh, nice. So, um, I don't know what that's going to look like. Probably dark. Um, well, I don't know if sleeping in tomorrow is going to be six or seven. Uh, we'll see what time Francis wakes me up. Um, (laughs) but otherwise hopefully, you know, it's a decent sleep. My sixth grader, the middle child. No, it seems weird because I just said the name and we had to edit that out. But second baseball tournament tomorrow, and because of rain, they had to switch some start time. So like game one's at like four in the afternoon and the other one's right after it at six. So I'm really, really glad I'll get to sleep in. Nice. Well earned. What about you? Well, I uh, have been really busy at work. So this I've been looking forward to this as a reprieve. You call. I think you called it a few episodes back where you're like, oh, yeah, you're about to be pulling those eight days a week. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But excited to talk MCU. So we already alluded to it. But if you downloaded this episode, you know, we're going to be talking about should the MCU slow down? Now, the article in question was an Entertainment Weekly article titled Kevin Feige opens up about phase five. Kang and the future of the MCU. Now, I highly recommend this article because there's so many fascinating tidbits. But the thing that we specifically wanted to zone in on today was inspired by this quote. Now, this is coming from Kevin Feige, where he says, I do think one of the powerful aspects of being at Marvel Studios is having these films and shows hit the zeitgeist. It is harder to hit the zeitgeist when there's so much product out there and so much content, as they say, which is a word I hate. Now, that inspired us to really zone in on how we're feeling about the pace of the MCU and emphasize the positives and negatives of how much content we've been getting in phase four and five. So, Jude, 
Since the end of the Infinity Saga, what have your feelings been about the pace? I'm biased. Yeah. I, I just, I have to say that up front. I, thinking about that, it feels like drinking from a water hose. Mm hmm. No. Fire hydrant. Fire hose. Basically, I'm drowning. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, that's not something to laugh at, but that was so funny. <laughs> I get what you mean, though. I get what you mean. But, but the reason why I'm saying that is because in, in the bias part is because we have been doing the pod, there, there's an element of, of the work for us mm -hmm. that it's just felt nonstop. Right. You know, and even friend Daniel told us a couple of times, like, yeah, you should take a break. It's good that you took a break. And not just a hiatus, just like here and there, spot breaks, right? Mm -hmm. And so in, in some ways, I feel like it's, man, it's been a lot. So part of me wants to say that like that's con contributed to my feeling. But I've talked to people that don't do a podcast and, and, there's, and they have kind of that same feeling, you know? So, so I do think there's something there to that. Right. Yeah, I'm very glad that you've underlined the bias part because I mean, clearly that's that's a, an area that I'm I'm in as well. We've talked about it before. Like the moment Wandavision hit, it has felt like just nonstop go for us. Mm -hmm. And this year really has been an adjustment for us, not only because we are coming back from the hiatus, but we came back to no new content, which mm -hmm. was great. But now that we're here, kind of going back to what I said in the intro, it is this weird feeling that. I don't know when the next MCU project is. We've heard rumors of May for Secret Invasion, yeah. but I'm really feeling like it won't be till June. So that yeah, that's where that podcast side of the bias lies. But if I'm speaking as just someone watching the movies and shows, it, it's such a torn feeling because it was really cool to like go that stretch of, Oh my God, there's like a, something new from the MCU every week, right? Whether it's Disney plus show or a movie to bridge the gap. And at most we had like three or four week break in between projects, but it just feels unsustainable because at a certain point, like you want to miss the, the stuff like you want to, <laughs> you want right, to make it feel right. like it's special again. <laughs> right. Well, and, and that's, what's weird because the pacing of the movies, I don't think sped up since in game you know i mean i mean you had the, you had the, the covid break that right? was the only way it sped up in my opinion but in terms of having a summer release a fall release a spring release kind of may like mm -hmm. like the like the three films in a year that's kind of the pace we've been having already anyways right and it felt kind of a good pacing, a good comfortability. Okay. I'm going to see something in November. Mike is something in February. Going to get something in May, hit the summer blockbuster, you know, and then I, in the Disney plus having all that in the, to fill between the movies makes it feel like, is this onslaught of shows uh, trying to respect Kevin Feige here and not say content, <laughs> but you know, I mean this onslaught of, of stuff 
where it's like they're, they're just filling those between movies beforehand. Mm-hmm. And so it does make me wonder, let's say if they did not make the Disney plus shows and the movies came out like they have, would this even be a question or something Feige would have to consider? I like the way you put that up because that's not something that I've ever considered because you're right. It is generally the one time we got, what was it? Four movies was 2021 mm-hmm. black widow, Shang Chi eternals and Spider-Man no way home. hundred percent. That was COVID pushing things around. But last year, multiverse of madness, love and thunder, black Panther, Wakanda forever. That is on par. What we're used to. Right. I wonder how much like, I'm already skipping ahead. I wonder how much it would be like if you got rid of that middle movie, two movies, one at the beginning of the year, one at the end of the year, and then have the Disney Plus shows filling out would make that feel more spaced out and give these movies more time because we've already seen stuff like the Marvels being pushed back for what, the third time? (laughs) Right. Well, and also you run into those things of like, well, and, and let's just admit that the Infinity Saga, as it's called now, is something that really hasn't been done before. Right. You know, I mean, yes, Trekkies, I know, but like, there's a lot of different movies and you have your shows, but that, that contained in in the way it was with the intentional planning out, not a necessarily a C, you know, a sequel, then okay, let's just have another movie sequel and stuff like that. I feel like I'm talking down about Star Trek. I'm not, I'm just trying to acknowledge the interconnected world that they had infinity saga still is something different and new mm-hmm. and, and, and that type of storytelling, I don't want to say, okay, did the newness wear it off, but it is something in the sense of, I don't want to, I don't want to say that, but it's more of sophomore slump. No, it's, 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 if you did that and went to the two movies a year, how far out can you make us wait for the final payoff? Gotcha. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, is it really another 10 years? I mean, before they started slowing things down based on the comments and that entertainment weekly from Feige, we were going to be done with the multiverse saga in 2025. Right. Yeah. And and so, but, that, that, but that's what I mean is like, can we really like, like that's super quick, but do we want to go another 10 years? Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. I'm just having, but like, like, I mean, think I'm, about, think about that. Cause we're talking about, let's say, should they slow down? It was like, so are we talking about now stretching that out? Are we going to, those dates they announced, are we kicking that out another five years? So where I'm at, I, f- I feel like we're transitioning into like the next part of like, what's, what's the benefits? What's the drawbacks of this? And, when I sat down to think about it, one of the drawbacks that came to me is as much as I love the amount of new characters that we've gotten, it feels like even though right now in this shortened time frame, we are getting to stuff quicker because there's so many characters, it feels like their stories are taking longer to get to example. Uh, we've highlighted one. What's his name? The Black Knight Internals. We don't know when that's coming again. Mm-hmm. Um, Blade. B- Blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bishop. We don't know when we're going to see her again. Shang-Chi. I have my prediction in potentially a, a post-credit tease of the Marvels. Yeah. But 
it feels like the Infinity Saga, it took 10 years, but since there was less characters, we saw those characters more frequently and had more build up with those stories mm-hmm. over 10 years. Yeah. Well, and also, and so- I would say the, that even though it took 10 years, part of that was the spacing in phase one. Right. And then it sped up mm-hmm. later. Right. So all that to say, coming back to your question, would we want 10 years? If I started getting more of that focus, like it feels like everything in phase four and five has been team ups. I almost feel like I want to go back to more individual stories with those characters that I was highlighting, like focusing in on them more. And if that's what increases the time, I would be okay with it. To answer your question. Yeah. With the spaced out time. Yeah. Well, and think about it for, for, for the stuff that's coming out after in game and just the films. Okay. Thinking about what you were saying, there's been a lot of sequels. Yes. Or in Ant-Man's case, the third movie, but you know, there, there hasn't been the new characters have come in the Disney plus shows. Mm-hmm. So all, the only new character movies we've got is what Shang-Chi Eternals. Mm-hmm. Two out of how many films? Seven. Yeah. Hmm. So what about you? What, uh, I, I highlighted my drawback of the current pace that yes, more new characters, but it feels less focused in on individual stories, positive or negative. What are you, what are your feelings about the pace? Positively, I feel like the pace, if they want to tap the brakes, I get it, but I'm literally just tapping the brakes. I wouldn't slow down drastically. Mm-hmm. And mainly I'm thinking from a standpoint of the audience that they have created, like practical out of your world stuff, out of an our world, out of their MCU world stuff, audience that they've created, you know, what you've taught us in terms of expectations and the connections. Iron Man is no longer, but it's, I mean, Robert Downey Jr.'s age. Does he still want to do that as an artist, actor? You you know what I mean? Right. It's like, so how long is Tatiana Maslany going to be interested? Florence Pugh, uh, Haley Steinfeld. Like, like it's almost like, no, you got them and they're in. Let's see them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, And the longer you take with that, it's almost like you're, it's like you lose storytelling time with these characters of slowing down. So in that sense, um, that to me, I think it's a drawback. Like I don't, you know, things you can lose, especially thinking about the way that what we, to me, what they just said about a lot of the sequels, because you're relying on this built in audience, mm-hmm. you know, whereas if you're kind of, and it's a tough thing to balance. I mean, if you're thinking like I'm comfortable starting from scratch, right? Like, and meaning not scratch, but meaning like I realize I'm going to lose some of my audience by completely moving on from characters and introducing new characters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And taking the time like they did in the first phase one. Um, which is not a bad thing either. Cause like it's it just the way 
the media and content works, right? Like there's a particular demographic. Once you got a demographic, people are going to come flow in and out of that demographic, you know, and you either have to adjust with your demographic, take like the Harry Potter novels, right? As my readers get older, I'm going to get older and darker. But if you come to them later and read them as younger, you get into some really dark stuff at a very young age, kind of, you, you know what I mean? Right. And, and and so it's like, there is a benefit to slowing down from a, from a very practical audience retention and growth place as well. So that's a tough thing to juggle. I mean, I really honestly think that's a tough thing to juggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You reminded me of a quote again from that article from uh, Kevin Feige, where he was going on to talk about how that is part of the the specialness of Marvel comics where, yeah, you got your big hitters, you got the Avengers, you got the Spider-Man comics. You can go read those if you want to see the big events, but you also have the options to go to these smaller stories from an artist you like a writer you like and, and have these one-offs. And that's what they feel like they're trying to mimic with the Disney plus shows and the uh, movies. And so specifically the quote about the quote I want to read is playing off what you're talking about with the demographics is does everything have to appeal to everybody? It would be nice, but I think that's impossible. And if you try to do that, you're going to find yourself in such a small funnel and pipeline that things will get similar and boring and atrophy very, very quickly. So that's the end of the quote. I almost wonder if that up and down feeling we've been having with the movies lately is that inability to kind of let go and focus on these new characters because some of the biggest disappointments I had was obviously Thor Love and Thunder multiverse of madness these were legacy characters and i wonder if we would have seen a more commitment to i the word i want to reach for is reboot but it's not it's not a reboot because the mcu is kind of its own special thing but almost willing to set aside the infinity saga characters and really center us on some new people and have them be our perspective into our old world does no, that no, make sense oh 100% 100% because it's more of so like my oldest, mm-hmm. you know what they've recently discovered? What's that? And they're watching like episode one, season one. Let me guess. Last airbender. No, they've already seen that like five times uh, all the way. Oh. Through. So South Park. Wow. And we're watching episodes that came out when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't allowed to watch the show. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> like, but like I, I was in high school when it came out, like senior mm-hmm. year, I think junior year, you know, and, and even my oldest was like, this was on, this was some cartoon network. Right. Or was it comedy central? It was always comedy central. Was it comedy central? Whatever. It was comedy central. I don't know why I was thinking cartoon network. I was thinking, if of anything, like, it would, it would have been like, adult swim, but that's what I was thinking. The adult, adult swim, but it's comedy central. Um, e- either way, the, the thing is, is like, I haven't watched that in years, but even my most recent thing that, that I remember, even when I stopped watching it, there was new characters, mm-hmm. right? A- along with the old ones, like there was a recognition of like, okay, we got to move beyond this. And they maintained this kind of the same style, right? Uh, obviously animation, this stuff, and you have your main characters, but you get these other characters 
Um, and again, I haven't seen it in years, so I'm, I'm just getting out of my element. But when you look back at the very first episode of that, the very first episode of The Simpsons, usually the pilot episode, characters are all over the place. And the more you have things, they get refined. You know, this is what the character would do, not do, is, is they kind of establish a character. And then you do that. You add other characters to, to go along. And, the, you know, shows do that. And what I hear you saying is, is like in the new styles that they're trying to do, because you have the different audiences, don't do that with the old characters. You know, it's like, because we have an expectation of, of from the Infinity Saga, this is who they are. And so when you see, you know, you want, you want to see the characters you know now and have established in either their growth or see them. Like you said, where they're at through the eyes of someone new. You know, what would be the perfect example putting the writer hats on of what I think we're both on the same page here. I was underwhelmed with Ant-Man of the Wasp Quantumania. Imagine if you take that same film and ground it in the perspective of Cassie so that you really get more work with her and Paul Rudd's still there, but it's Cassie's story more than him because they didn't really deal anything with him. Like, cause they did it in the commercials, but it was never really anything they explored in the movie of him, like wanting more time with his daughter. But if it would have been her eyes, you accomplish the, the things we're talking about. And it's more rooted in that individual character story. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's, it's what they did in Hawkeye. Yeah. I think you just hit the nail on the head. On <laughs> it's, it's what they did in Hawkeye, you know, uh-huh. and, and you're right. They could have done that with Cassie. I think it meant the quantum mania could have worked better. Like I said, that way, or they didn't really, to me, complete his story or like pick up where they left off and add on to that story. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a trilogy. No, no. And, th- and that's the thing. Cause remember I told you, like I, one of my expectations was Iron Man three and, and we both held Iron Man three in a huge regard, but, and not that I was going to say, Oh, it's going to be as good as that. But and I hear some people cringing. They're going to hop. We're going to hop into Rob's live stream <laughs> again. And, uh, I actually don't know how, I don't know if I know how Rob feels about Iron Man three. <laughs> um, but with that in, in 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 our regard of how high we have it up there, it's not that I was thinking oh, it was going to be that good, but it's one of those things where if you didn't see Iron Man again, you still felt like it closed his story off. You, you know what I mean? It, it mm-hmm. felt like an end of a trilogy. This didn't with Ant-Man. And so it doesn't feel satisfying. Are we, do we need, are we going to get another Ant-Man movie? that closes it off just him is that closure going to be rolled into other films you, you know what i mean but mm-hmm. it's like and and to me that's what i think you were, you were hearing i'm hearing you say and stuff is like go do that like you can do that with wanda and wandavision because she didn't get a standalone treatment so you can take yep. that but if you take Same with sam wilson yeah sam wilson but you take an established character and try to get too experimental 
it, it's you're, you're messing with the conventions that you've already established. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another drawback, I think an easy one to get to with another this reason why last shot. I said, but okay, no, I'm not going to take the bait. We've got limited time on Zencaster. Now I specifically uh, cannot yeah. take the bait. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, so another one of the drawbacks that I wanted to emphasize with the pace that we've currently been in, of course, seemingly changing now, is visually, it feels like something we've been lamenting for a long time is like, yeah, it looks okay, but it does feel like it needed a little bit more time to bake. Some of these visuals aren't consistent throughout the entirety of a film, entirety of the show. And it's something we saw last year that we've we would highlight at the beginning of some of our episodes is the VFX artists were speaking up about the mistreatment on working on these Marvel films about the limited time, the constant changes to what they were asked to, to uh, generate and just really terrible working conditions. All of which seemingly comes back to these. Every time you turn around, there's a new project that needs to be done. And so the hope is with the slowing down each project will get a little bit more time to fine tune and look better consistently throughout throughout its runtimes. Cause we've gone back. I will, let me rephrase. I've been going back in some of the old movies. There's a dated feel to some of them, specifically guardians of the galaxy. There's a dated feel to it now because it came out what? 2011. I think 2011, you can tell its age, but it has a consistent visual look to it that I really feel like I'm missing in some of these modern movies. Mm-hmm. It, well, you, you have, I mean, two things, a, that, that consistent visual look and just the visual effects, right? Mm-hmm. That's on your mind. Well, I'm just, I mean, there's that, but there's also like, and I'm, I'm going to use quantum mania as well. of Like not long enough to bake is because as, as much as, the, the disappointments and I, I haven't seen it again. I want to see it again. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be one of those things that knowing what it is, I'm just going to sit and enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Cause cause like for me, while it was disappointment, it wasn't, you know, the movie that shall not be named. Sorry. All the first madness, but there is an element of like, like, no, there was a good movie in there. Mm-hmm. And and I wish they would have had a rewrite or two, you know, um, again, not having Luis or, or not having that, or again, beefing up these sections. And, and again, just that not enough time to bake, you know, I mean, to, to use your, your language, because I think it's great there of not just the visuals, but even tightening up story and script. Mm-hmm. Um and if everything's coming out so quick and you're doing a lot of those changes visually, well, you're also doing that because you're changing script and story on the yeah. fly, you know, mm-hmm. and in doing that, it's, you're not having the time to a two things, a really put it out. And at the end when they were really doing that, I don't know if they appreciated, at least it's sounding this way now, how well the Russo brothers gun and Eminem really worked together and in doing winter soldier civil war and both Avengers movies. Right. 
Because as of right now, what you don't we have two different directors announced for Avengers? Daniel Destin Cretton is doing Kang's Dynasty. Right. We don't know Secret Wars. And or it was the writers. We don't know writer. No, Michael Waldron's doing Kang's Dynasty. Okay. Let me Google that real quick. Yeah. But I mean I mean, I just I'm just saying like like there was a continuity there that it doesn't seem like they have. So correction. Jeff Loveness is doing Kang's Dynasty, who who recently uh, wrote Quantumania. Michael Waldron is writing Secret Wars. And so and then there's a rumor mill going on that Secret Wars is going to be split up into two movies now. Right. So. But but again, it's one of those things that it's that that continuity doesn't seem uh, among the creatives that are actually not on the producer executive level, but you know, actually scripting and planning because I'm imagining if they're asking to be, make changes, they also in writing the next script have an idea or in that communication, you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's going on, I'm not saying it's not, I just don't know. I mean, you would hear about it on Twitter about them, tweeting each other and talking to each other. You you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That was like a very open thing. You know, it was like, uh, which director was it? Like how many explosions I'm supposed to have? Like other directors and and, like, you remember that interaction and, 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 and you had all that. And it's like, you don't see that anymore. And, and so, so I don't know. I don't remember what interaction was that. What was the? I think it was before Shang when Shang Chi director was announced. Daniel Destin Cretton. I think so. And I think he tweeted it like, like well, like a from James Gunn or Russo Brothers or it was either maybe not Derrickson, maybe it was Peyton Reed. It was this whole like, you know, remember to have this many explosions and all this kind of stuff and welcome to the club or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you just don't, or at least I don't hear about or see that kind of interaction between directors and the consistency of writing. And I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, I've talked about this off pod. I don't think it's ever made it into a pod episode, but it, I wonder how much phase three spoiled us. And phase four has been more of a return to the norm where you had that ex- incredible run from uh-huh. Guardians to Endgame. Yeah. That really rose tinted the glasses of pre Guardians or even Winter Soldier. I can't remember which one came first. And so now here we are, phase four. We've seen a lot of spaghetti thrown at the wall to see which sticks. And now we'll start to see more of those cohesions. You have your Daniel Destin Cretton, your Michael Waldron's, your Loveness getting the second round of projects after their starts in phase four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and we just said it before about the whole, no, I think we were off pod before we hit record, just the retroactively making phase one connect 
to the others. Mm-hmm. And so you had a longer space of that 10 years being phase one. And then that two, three started coming much faster yeah. because you had that laid out plan, mm-hmm. you know, but it, I mean, it makes sense. Cause it, it, like if they're already talking about, they had this planned out the next 20 films or something, I could see where they think, Oh, we just keep the well oiled machine going. Yeah. And then kind of start seeing, it's like, okay, wait a minute. Maybe, maybe not. And, 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 and so I get that idea of slowing down. That's honestly what gives me hope is that, that recognition of like, you know what? No, again, going back to the original quote, I pulled that like, it's hard to get into the zeitgeist when you have so much stuff out there because you need time for it to stick in people's minds. Mm-hmm. And so that even just having that self-recognition gives me hope that we'll see like a return to form of the MCU. And cause I mean, there's been good stuff, but there has been this apprehension, I think towards new stuff that I felt that I haven't felt in recent years before. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think you said it to me the other day. It was like, th- there was always the line, you know, of thought you hear somebody cast, you know, um, and you're like, huh, or, or something like that. But it was, it's very much, it's like, they haven't they haven't had a misstep yet yes you know and so okay we're just gonna go with it gonna trust it gonna trust it gonna trust it and then it's like okay i'm trusting you but (laughs) you thought what if was a good idea so (laughs) um moving away from scott derrickson to sam raimi you thought was a good idea so you know and, and so there's things like that where it's just a little like and I get it. Like uh, people liked Marshall Mavis Madness. I didn't. And, and there, and, and I'm, I'm not here to, to dunk on it this time, but it, but it is one of those things where it's like, at the time it's a known quantity. You go to Sam Raimi. It's like, Oh, Sam Raimi, you know, and they, and they know what they're doing. And, I'll, and then I see it and I'm like, okay. Uh, it, it, you know, so, or yeah. Taika, which is like, Oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> And then it's like, oh, that's him with no restraint. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and so in that sense, the slowing down, you know, is, I think, good in the way of saying like, okay, no, I'm going to make sure I stop and think this through just like I did the first time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And even to the defense, like. And I, I hope this has a little bit more of an impact coming for me as much as I've talked about how much I just do not like Love and Thunder. You know, Taika Waititi, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. It's him. We trust him. Here he is, But here he is without, you know, any restraint. I mean, I've heard there was like a two and a half hour cut yeah. of Love and Thunder. And it was a, 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 a I don't want to say mandate. It was it eventually came down to being a two hour movie. And there is this feeling when you watch it, that like there was more to it than we got to mm-hmm. see. And I can't help but wonder like, okay, if we did have more spaced out time between these movies, would they have felt a little bit more comfortable giving a longer runtime than two hours? Could we have seen a completely different paced out movie? Yeah. If that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong when I say Taika not restrained, you know, I'm I'm not sure. I would say you watch any of Taika's other stuff that's not MCU. I would say he was restrained there as well, 
right? I would I wouldn't say that, but I'm saying, like we were talking about earlier, I mentioned or I mentioned earlier, when you have this established view or your character or or whatever, and it's hard then to push that further or break it with a character that's established versus a new character, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and so in that sense, I think some of that also is like, well, you've taken Thor too far. It, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like, you finally felt like, Oh, you found him just right. Where, and where I can see them, where his, again, as a creator wanting to, to build and expand. Mm-hmm. Well, before moving on to our next point, I do want to hit some benefits. I, I mean, I already talked about the increased new characters, but uh, another aspect of that, that I have really appreciated is like you said, Wanda, uh, Sam Wilson, Loki. These are characters Loki, maybe a little less so, but these are characters who were in the movies, but they didn't get quite as much development. And I am thankful for the pace that we got these shows in because we have seen really wonderful explorations of these characters. Uh, Wanda, I think, being at the top of of a character who really had a, a, a study on who they are. Uh, even if Falcon and the Winter Soldier didn't land for me, I still feel like we got more of a focus on Sam that we didn't get. Mm-hmm. And now that we are seemingly in this place where the MCU is being a little bit more conservative with how many sh- characters get their own shows, I can't help but wonder what, I mean, all, all of this is speculations and what ifs and whatnots, but I wonder if we'll be less likely to see side characters get their Disney plus show. If it's going to be much more of a scarce resource then I am going to miss that time we get. Cause like, even though it seems to be the punching bag among the internet and jokingly with you, I'm so glad we're getting an Agatha coven of chaos show. Like I'm so excited to see more of her. And if the MCU slows down, I don't think we get as many Mm -hmm. spinoffs like that. Mm -hmm. So that's a benefit that I think I appreciated. Well, and you get into again, the, we just we need to have a pod episode just on this, I think. Um because from what you just said there, the the slowing down seems like it's cutting out or cutting back the Disney Plus shows. Where it's like but you yourself said it, that's been like the pulse, the lifeblood of the MCU. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like it's giving that special treatment to the movies over the shows. Um, which I don't know if that's the case. I mean, slowing down could be, we're not going to do as many movies. So we're going to keep doing Disney plus shows. Well, that's why I was saying like, could we see a potential where it's like, instead of three movies a year, two movies and three shows in the in-between. Yeah. Uh, My sixth grader that I mentioned. Yeah. Um, I keep trying to get them to watch movies with me that I'm like, you need to see, you should watch. Let's sit down and watch Ghost, Ghostbusters. 
uh, you know, sixth grade, it'll be 12 years old. It's like, I don't finally just said, I really don't like movies. I'd much rather watch a show. Okay. You know, um, and like her, her words, I'd much rather watch a show. I feel like they can develop a better, a better story with more episodes. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't, I don't like watching movies. I don't like them, which is fine, you know, but to, 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 to go get all, you know, go all get off my lawn. I don't know if I see movies as special anymore with younger, with younger kids. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, um, it seems like the, 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 the preference is the streaming shows, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the more long form, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like last of us was great. Wednesday was great. Uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's plenty of stuff. I mean, like I said, the pulse and lifeblood, like it was the Disney plus shows. And so that's, that's the other thing that makes me wonder of like, not just cut down. I mean like way cut down like one movie a year. Wow. That would be, that would be really interesting if we lived in a world where we saw the shows take over as the main, like, like you said, one movie a year, let that be the big event movie and tell your smaller stories on your streaming service, but you know what it is. And I know we've got something in the works episode wise with this. I think part of the problem is the way our streaming landscape is changing Mm -hmm. because a lot of what the reality is, is when Bob Iger came back, it was like, no, let's re-examine what we're doing, putting all this money towards these streaming shows and how much we're actually (laughs) benefiting from this. Yeah. And so I wonder if, setting aside the like life, the, the, the life pulse of the MCU right now, is it purely just like, Oh, we're not happy with the way these final products have been. And it's more like, no, we need to cut some costs. That's why we're slowing down and not putting out as many shows kind of thing. Could be both. Mm-hmm. Column a column B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause, cause in that sense, I mean, the, I think they both that directly impacts each other. All right. Well, I always love these kind of episodes where we have a question and we do stray from it a little bit. But I mean, it's always fun to see these conversations of where we're at with this. So to tie this all back together in a bow, I do want to ask if you could pick one movie or show to have been given more time with this slower pace, which would it be? This is tough because I got to pick one. I know. And I can already tell there's a part of you that's probably going to try and sneak in one movie, one show. Because I've, having listened back to old episodes, I've noticed that's your trick. <laughs> no, there's there's three movies. Um, <laughs> there's there's three movies for sure. Um, Just because it's called the Multiverse of Madness doesn't mean you get to put it three times. <laughs> The way the question is phrased, given more time, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Quantum Mania. Uh, plus, because okay. I've enjoyed Ant Man the character a lot, and the first mm-hmm. two movies, and it was like in that because I'm I'm interpreting the question like we're taking that and giving it that time to bake and make it a little bit better, right? Right. 
and rather than the question of like what are you scrapping and starting from scratch so in in that sense that's how i'm interpreting the question so i definitely say quantum mania okay now you've got me rethinking my answer just because of like you bring up a good point just because you're giving it more time doesn't mean it fundamentally changes as a story mm-hmm. so i think i am pivoting from my original answer and going to multiverse of madness because i think given more time which is ironic given the fact that they originally had what like three weeks to write it covid hit then they got a whole year i think because there is a good movie there between us i've been more favorable on it and it's the the thing i walked away from was like yeah it's fun it looks great but it's nowhere near the story that the first doctor strange was that i fell in love with and again it's not like it's going to start from scratch and focus on just being a Doctor Strange story or just being a Wanda story. But if they had more time, I think they could have really worked out a way to make that transition of where Wanda ended in WandaVision to where they start in Multiverse of Madness and be more of a landing the plane than it became by the end of that film. Mm -hmm. So that would be my answer. Yeah. Because I don't think you can scratch... You would have to scratch Love and Thunder <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah. 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 And no, and that makes sense. Like, like mm-hmm. I, I could, I could see that. And the only why I would say scratch multiverse of madness versus Love and Thunder is at least for me, the, again, the way I saw Love and Thunder, the third act was really good. Yes. And so in that sense, it's like, okay, give it more time. Whereas like multiverse of madness is like, that could be overhauled. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I get why you went the way I did, way you did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah. Well, of course, those are our answers, but we definitely want to hear from you. So you have all your usual places like the Discord where each episode has its own thread. If you want to live react or have any comments about the episode, that's where you can find it at MC. You need to know both on Twitter and Instagram. Or if you want to call in and leave a voicemail, we'd love to hear what you would answer. And if you do, we could feature it in a future episode. So 512 512- 893-1355. If you want to leave a voicemail of answering this question or any thoughts you may have on this episode, uh, that's where you can reach us. Otherwise, Jude, unless there's any more, I think uh, I think it's going to do it for this episode. Yeah. Um, before you run off on us, make sure you leave a rating and review. Five stars, of course. Um, and then share with a friend. Yeah. We'd also like to thank Nick Sandy for the use of our theme song, which is his rendition of the Avengers theme. You can find more of his work on the SoundCloud, which is linked in the show notes as well. That's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. And Jude, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Trey. We'll see you all. Boom, that's an episode. All right. We got four minutes to screw around for an end tag if we want. <laughs> you know what? This is the this is the new MC you need to know. We're in cost caving mode. Um so shut it down. Shut it down. Cost caving?
Well, I was gonna try to say cost saving mode. <laughs> but I was just a rush that it just <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's save time. We're out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>